Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey everybody, happy Friday. How we all doing? Hope you made it into Friday. Finally the weekend, right? I'm doing good. Doing good. It's still hot here. I was hoping to do this show without the AC on, but it's not going to happen. That's okay. That's okay. I figure, I figure it was a month ago. So, let me just go on my phone real quick here and we'll talk. There we go. Okay. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner and operator of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team, based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal issue, we can get to you. It may take us a while, because this is a huge state. You know, when you think about California, hang on, just trying to make adjustments here, last minute. When you think about California, a lot of people think that it's Kind of like Hawaii in a lot of ways, you know, beaches and all that good stuff. Well, it's true. You know, starting down around, uh, it was probably San Francisco, the beaches are great all the way down south. Beaches are great in Oregon, too, and all those places. But the thing is, the farther north you go, the colder it gets. So, you know, if, if, if you want that, what, that that sun and fun, you know, you want to be down where it's warmer. But anyway, um, I'm not cutting Oregon or anything up, okay? I'm just saying. Anyway. So people think of us as, as being like a beach thing, you know, like Hawaii. And we are. The problem is California is also other stuff. We are mountains. We are deserts. We are high deserts. We are farmland. Lots and lots of farmland. So when you guys do call us, you know, even though we have 45 people up and down the state, uh, it may take us a couple days because it depends where you're located. But if that does happen, you know, in the event that it does take a couple days, we have mediums on staff that can call you and consult with you, and in some cases, they can calm things down until we can get out there. So, you know, it's never more than two or three days before we can get out there. That being said, welcome to the show. Got a great show for you today. This is ending our week about UFOs and UAPs and all that good stuff. It's been a fun week. It's been a really fun week doing that. Had some great guests on. But uh, my guest tonight, me and Nancy Matz, as you all know, Always has, always has good things to say, and uh, she's going to help us out. You know, we ever have that overwhelming desire to, you know, you're out walking your dog or you're doing something like that, and it's dark outside, and you have the overwhelming desire to look up in the sky, and maybe you see something flying above your head or flying out that you don't know what it is. That's what we're going to talk about. Only this is like a camera thing. If you're carrying your cell phone, if you're carrying like a regular camera with you or whatever, you know, how do you sense when to look up? And maybe catch something extraterrestrial up there. Oh no, right? Oh no. So that's kind of like what we're going to talk about today. If you're watching from Facebook, uh, and a lot of you are, please feel free to uh, follow if you haven't done so already. Hit that follow button. Also, as you're watching the show, please show us some love. Give us some thumbs up. Give us some hearts. Give us some smileys. Uh, comment in the chat room. Because what that does is it puts us higher in, 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 it does a trigger on the Facebook computer, 
and the FYP, and it puts us higher up in the FYP. <laughs> My phone went off. It wasn't supposed to go off. Look at that. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that. In fact, that's what I was doing when I first started the show was turning everything off. Mercury is in high retrograde right now. Anyway, um, that puts us higher in the FYP, and uh, what that does in turn, Facebook see the Facebook computers see that, and it pushes us out to a lot more people to look at the show. And that's good, right? It's a good thing. The more people see us, the more people might might, might you know might follow us, etc., etc., etc. It's a snowball effect. So if you if you could do that for us, that would be great. Same thing with YouTube; it works the same way. If you're watching from YouTube and you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button. Uh, it doesn't cost anything to subscribe. And uh, you, there's like there's more than 781 videos over there. It's all this show. It's all this show. And um, they're all in categories now, so you guys can check it out. Via categories. Oh my God! I just turned that down. Hang on. Go away. That's twice. Anyway, um, that's my film school calling. Anyway, yeah, the same like it works the same way at YouTube. You um, get, you show us some love, get some thumbs up, and all that good stuff, and it puts us up higher in the FYPs, and more people get to see us, etc., etc., etc. Okay, so you want to find California Haunts Radio or California Haunts in general? Come on over to Facebook or under California Haunts Radio, California Haunts under my name. You can find us on Instagram under Ghosty Gal, all lowercase. You can find us on Twitter, California Haunts. You can find us on TikTok, TikTok, I'm going TikTok. TikTok on California Haunts. Uh, uh, Twitch is Cal Haunts. You want to find us on YouTube? Either type in California Haunts Radio or youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. See, that was easy. Okay. I think I got it all. Ah, yes. I'm going to do this early in the show. I'm going to do this late in the show. And while you're watching the show, if you like the show, share it with as many people as you can. Okay? If you didn't like the show, share it with people you don't like. I mean, that's what I mean. We're out to get more followers and stuff. So I really appreciate it. You know, we're looking to get our subscribers up to 1,000 on, on YouTube. We're looking to, to, to blow our numbers wide open on Facebook. So, you know, just please help us out and do that. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. All right. Without further ado, I'm going to bring Nancy in, and uh, I'll shut my trap, and uh, we can start getting the show on the road. Here we go. Good evening, everybody. Hi, Char. <laughs> I'm that um, we. I used to in the beginning of my career with the telephone company. We had a room called the Adoso Room, and that's where all the orders from the splicers came in. And we divvied it out to engineering staff and everything. And it sounded just like that. Boy, you just made me. <laughs> People don't realize I work for a telephone company. I started, which is terrible, in 67 with the telephone company. <laughs> I locked in 24 years before I got into this. And I've been at this job for 33 years. Even though um, I've done a lot UFO work, I've not done a lot of. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, I was going to, wouldn't you know, you know, the, the greatest plans of mice and men. <laughs> I'm going to go straight. Well, you know, most of these are great right now. So anything that yeah. can go wrong at this point, and it's been like that for the last three days since Mercury went into the trail grade, so nothing surprises me. 
in all these years, I have been involved with UFO. I had uh, Dr. Richard Boylan work with me on some remote viewing. And, uh, but one of the things, and other people, I, haven't, I have not done a lot of uh, regression work for UFO abductees. The field I'm not mm -hmm. really trained in, but I have all the materials from one of the classes I've attended. Because Shar and I are going to be doing a, a regression to yes. an incident in her life. Now, we haven't, we're not going to uh, announce the night, the date. I think we still have to coordinate our schedules. Mm -hmm. But she had one of those, um, like me, it's not a dream what happened to us. Did she have a... Uh, a slippage in time, or was she a doctor? We don't know, but we're going to find out. And then we're going to have clips of it be shown on one of these shows coming up here, possibly next week. So yes. I do want to talk about that. And it's sometimes really hard to talk about UFO abductions because it's like my belief in past life. I didn't believe in this when I first walked in this field 33 years ago. And mm -hmm. only by total exposure, like, how many clients were coming to me with stories of, by the way, my granddaughter is telling me that we used to live in Peru and she was three years old. It's just amazing. I mean, it was shoved down my throat. Like this is happening to me. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. And so when I first got exposed to a past life regression work, it was a past life regression I had that I shared with a friend. And my friend said, let me finish that past life regression. And she went to explain further that experience, reinforcing the idea it was real. Coming along, Richard Boiling shows up at my house about 95, 94, and we talk about UFOs, and he had an experience that I helped him remember. And I was like, oh, this is, come on, everybody. I hadn't read in the papers about, uh, well, just haven't read about Roswell. I hadn't heard about Eisenhower and his connections. I had nothing, zero, zero. And then when this happened to Mr. Boylan, I talked to him a few more times. And I thought, this is a really nice man. He's educated, two or three doctors behind his name. And like, and I thought, where is this going? Well, it's not something I want to know about. And over the years, I've had more and more. As I was developing the idea that we survived death because I'd had stage three plus cancer, I was six months away from being stage four and they got it just in time uh, i guess it was meant to be but at the same time the ufo phenomena is creeping into my life and this experience i had when i lived at hornbrook uh, north and east of wairika uh, we are 25 miles from the oregon border <clears throat> living on black mountain hornbrook california if you want to look up where i was <laughs> and i had the experience huh it's a great area yeah, she was, uh, she and her family, Char and her family had a house. I was on a mountain, 3,000 elevation. She was at Montague, just down the mountain. And so she was actually in the same area. She, oh gosh, it was so beautiful. So we were up there and my husband had an experience. He was coming, going to town, this is years ago. And he comes home and says, and I went, oh, you had, you saw one of those big cigar things. It was huge, like two or three football fields and it was gliding very very slow across the Montague Valley and I was like stunned I thought wow and he says well you see dead people <laughs> you see spirit people <laughs> I, I want this for me you know he, he says but then and then I and then before I moved down here a year ago um, took 
two and two and a half years to sell the house I was trying to sell Larry was in Oroville for some medical work when I moved down before I did I had this experience and whether it was a dream or if it was real how how well I know the difference same with people who have experiences like Char mm -hmm. what really happened because we've talked a slippage of time uh slippage in time where um you just end up somewhere really astounding. We've talked about the Bermuda Triangle and that young man with his father went through this mm -hmm. tunnel type of experience. I mean, we're talking um, Skinwalker Ranch and the wormhole effect and they're everywhere. So anyway, we were we are now in a second home. The first one was just temporary because it was really close to the hospital and everything. So this one's a little more the country. So finally, I'm not going to have to move again, I hope. So Larry rushes in the house about a week ago and he says, come outside to the backyard. Come on, come. So I rush out there and this big ball. <laughs> I couldn't even see uh, any shape inside. It was so brilliant. It was yellow gold and it was going right over our house. And I go, uh, and Larry says, that's it. That's what I saw too. I saw one of those too. And I go, oh my gosh. He says, go get your phone. And I go in there to get the camera, ran into the front yard because then it had passed over a house and it was going north to south. And I, I took 30 seconds as it trailed off and then all of a sudden it was gone. And then two, two, a couple days later, he looked, my husband looked up um, flight activity, satellite, anything that he think of. There was nothing coming over our house, no airport, no nothing, no satellite, no space station, nothing. And then he said, um, you know, it disappeared. That's why you can't, my phone didn't get, I do have a video of it. That's why it just disappeared. Because he thinks, why can't those wormhole Skywalker Ranch be everywhere? And so that was my first experience of being in the right place at the right time. And just Larry saw it first. I do find it curious. This is the third time that he has seen something. Amazing. Amazing. Yet I see spirit people. All I do is click. And they're, oh. Over the years, as I started out, obviously I grew up in a haunted house and was yeah. seeing things as a kid. But I was still sarcastic. Like, like I, when I hit my teen, you know, teen years. And Nancy, Nancy can attest to this. Like when I, when the first time I heard, what a punk. A 20-year-old punk. <laughs> And it was funny because she walks remember, around like this. And I remember um, going to see Dennis <laughs> at his house in Lamb Park and did an interview with him, you know, talking about the ghosts and stuff in California and all this. And then he brought up the thing about the UFO. Bad enough, I was sarcastic about ghosts. And then he brings this, this stuff up about all the UFO. And then he goes, You know, there have been 102 UFO abductions here in Sacramento. And we refresh my memory. Who was it you said you interviewed? Dennis Hawk. Oh, okay. I know the yeah. name. Uh huh. And uh, he used to do all you know all his TV shows and all that. And um, I looked at him and I said, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, 102 <laughs> people have been abducted by aliens." And I kind of looked at my that reported. Oh. Yeah, and I kind of looked at my photographer and went, "Oh my god, oh my god." You know, bad enough for looking for ghosts now. Here we are, you know, getting, getting this alien thing in front of. So yeah. we go to the cemetery tour to meet Nancy because we're, 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 I'm, I'm going to do a story on, on her cemetery tour, which I was very sarcastic about in the end. I was talking about people with their hands down in the cold and all this. And we arrived, we were on time, but when we arrived, 102 people had signed up ahead of us. To come to, oh, really? <laughs> 
and I was standing there, I looked at the list, I looked at my photographer, and I said, looky here, 102 people have signed up and they've all been abducted by aliens, and now they're all here. <laughs> looking for ghosts in a cemetery in the dark. In the dark. <laughs> in the dark. I know. So you that was my attitude, you know. And then, what? you know. That you explains guys, a lot. <laughs> it does explain a lot. <laughs> But, you know, you guys see Nancy every Friday, you know how she is, so this is nice going on and all this stuff's going on. At the very end when I'm interviewing her, I remember uh, asking you about, well, you know, where are they? Where, where, where are the ghosts? And you yeah. said, well, they're this all the time. And I don't know, still have my little sarcastic thing going on, right? And I remember Nancy going, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, you talk and you don't miss a beat. You're always like that. Mm-hmm. And you're explaining this to me and all of a sudden you go, whoop, there's one there. <laughs> and I went, okay, we're done. Thank you. But yeah, so that's how the night went. But that was my introduction to, because I had seen like UFOs and stuff growing up anyway, but I never really thought about aliens or anything like that until I talked to Dennis Hawk that day. And he said, oh, yeah, 102 people have been abducted. Then we go on this tour and, you know. <laughs> it was really fun meeting her, and she did show up more times. And yes. it was shortly oh, after oh, that she started. It was shortly after that she started doing ghost investigations because who can explain this and how can anybody explain me? <laughs> I would and the other thing was, even during the day, because you pointed stuff out at the cemetery that I never even thought of. Like, uh-huh. like the guy that, I know we're talking about UFOs, guys, I'm sorry, but the guy that, sits on, top of the phone, the guy that sits on top of the light pole looking down on people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I never thought of that. So when I would go there, because I would go, I love taking photos, black and white photos of the cool tombstones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would go out there with my family, you know, and yeah. every time I go by that pole, I'd be like, oh, hell. Well, not necessarily always there. Remember the guy that, um, he was an alcoholic and he was sitting on the bench waiting for his wife and daughter to come by? Yeah, Those yeah, kind yeah. Do, yeah, that guy probably is still there. I, I often wonder if I would see the same people, like uh, the Mosley girl. Why would she inside the tombstone? Why could we see her so clearly? And your photograph showed up, too. Yeah. It's like sometimes we're getting off, off track, honey. We need to I know. We'll get back on track. <laughs> I want to talk about the UFO. Well, I'm bringing... It was fun yes. meeting Char all those years yeah. ago, and I at the that first was my story about the UFOs is how is, is, is how I felt about you know abductees and stuff at that point. Right, and it's the same thing when all of a sudden she and I are getting the last few years have been amazing. And I told the audience, and I've always told you once about seven six seven months ago, I called her up. I says, "Oh, we have got to start the UFO thing. I think it's going to get mm-hmm. really big." Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and maybe she doesn't want me to talk to her anymore because I've said other things that have happened. <laughs> like, Nancy, don't talk to me. Well, I sent her a note today on something. You don't need to bring it up if you don't want to. But I really feel it's important. And the reason I bring in ghost stuff is because when I first learned and the ghost tours, the ghost tours and what we're talking about is kind of tied together. Because yes. I'm going to bring up... Uh, whoops. <laughs> My cord is hung up. I couldn't turn my head. It was going to be too tight. Um, so ghost investigations, sometimes we use the same equipment yes. as we would do in UFO. But I'd like to start kind of like at the beginning. I want you to remember uh, when I talked to you about the cemetery tours, um, when you showed up the first time, I can't remember what month it was, 
Because we'd start in July and have 100, 150 people. It was cold. Okay. So I would take the tours all the way through to the end of October. And those Mm -hmm. tours, I would get up to 250 people, which is kind of... Some people say, huh? I don't know, but I I do want to say, (laughs) people say, how can you, how can you uh, be able to do that? And Mm -hmm. I was on a, um, this is all relative, everybody, please stay with me. Um, I was on another uh, podcast and it was private because the ladies involved with the podcast just wanted to have fun with me. And I'm, I'm up to this. And so 15 people in her group showed up and I talked to every one of them. I saw who. I saw, I saw them because on Zoom, it was kind of fun. I love meeting people, and it's nice to see people. And uh, they're all around the world. There's Australia, New Zealand, and then there was Malaysia, and then there's Canada, and it was, they were all over. And when I look at somebody, I turn that switch on, like, I just go, blink, like, I show them. You know, I turn the switch on, and I was able to see. I'm looking at you. <laughs> but I think my mother's in here. My mother, or what? is Blanche, her mother. No, my I got some people here with me, and now I see a man with behind me. Hmm, they're not real clear hey, for some reason. Unless they're not behind me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, so what I was speaking to is these people were there, and I put my energy to them, and then I branched out in the room and I told them by description all the people that were around each one of them, and the one that stuck to me, and it's kind of like. This one lady, she was to the left, and she was a blonde, I think. And we could not see her computer screen, but she had been sitting there doing research on genealogy, I think it was. And when she said, well, who's behind me? I saw two, uh, one, two, four or five people all clamored real close to her. And I put my mind to them. And of the electrical field that they allow me to see were their clothing. I could see them but not as clear as I could see other people. And what it was is those people had been passed away for 50 years, but they knew that she would know who I was talking about by how they were dressed. And she said, well, gosh, I really don't know if I know who these people are. And I says, well, remember everybody, I'm seeing what I'm seeing. And I'm, and I go to a place like the cemetery tours, I would say they're either gonna be there or they're not gonna be there. I can see them or I can't see them. And that's the only way I keep my sanity and the only way I know I'm not insane <laughs> to make up things because it's either there or they're not there, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I think my mother and maybe my grandmother are behind me and I feel them. My mother was very tiny. My grandmother was, in, was look, I resemble her, um, but she was inch too taller. Uh, and I kind of get that feeling. But anyway, um, she... I went out to another person all the time and she started screaming and she says, Oh my God, I'm doing genealogy and look at the screen. You just described the people on the computer screen and those people have showed up, had shown up behind her. So I want you to kind of like, this is all relative to what I'm going to be talking about because, um, UFO activity ghost and my feeling them is kind of relative, but no more than somebody who's been in the, business of UFO investigation. Um, I better better start where I'm going to start. Um, we got off track because it was fun to talk about. I know, Char was, meeting up with the first time. Yeah. That's and why that it's noise. Called, 
That's why it's called Casual Friday, kids. I, they're yes, very casual, I'm... yes. Okay, last <laughs> week, if you want to go, um, okay, before I start, on your screen uh, below my, where I'm shown, uh, you'll follow the options, and there is three buttons on the end, right after share, share, S-H-A-R-E. Click on one of those, and it will tell you transcript. If you hit that now, or after it's over. I don't know if it will come up this minute. I think you have to watch the show has to go through and then you click on it again because I'm going to bring up some <clears throat> topics and things that you may want to investigate. Um, so anyway, uh, last week we talked about uh, psychic um, abilities, um, energy fields and that type of thing. And I brought up the idea that if you get a balloon and you rub it between your hands, and then you put it down or you put it against your hair and your hair stands up. Well, it's the same if you rub your hands really fiercely or you hold that balloon and rubbing your hair and then and put it down. Then when you put, I'm trying to do this here, you put your hands like here, you push your hands together, you're going to feel electrical charge, electric uh, a field. And we have energetically, every cell in our body has electrical uh, energy around it whether it's magnetic or not, I'm not sure, but we have what we call the energy field of our body, which is our spirit and energy never dies. Stephen Hawkins says spirit never, energy never dies. It's like we continue. Well, thank you very much. He never said we survive and go with spirit. He just said the electricity is never lost. Maybe it just dissipates to the universe. I don't know, but I'm seeing all the dead people. So I'm going to assume <laughs> I'm not insane and I'm able to describe family members. So take it to energy fields and so last week i talked about energy fields magnetic fields that are you could feel it like this uh, magnetic fields you put the balloon and hair stands up um and feeling the force between us now with that if you do it enough times you're going to find yourself that's where i'm in right now oopsie yeah without trying to do it just like this so i can feel my electrical force and when people see me in a lecture because I've done a lot of entertaining. Um, they, the ones that are in uh, psychic fairs, uh, what was the big one I did? Uh, Evolving Times Expos type of thing in Sacramento. Uh, they'd say, oh, you have a big ball of energy around you. And I go, hmm, that's interesting. Um, I am an athlete, have been all my life. And I know that energy is created um, more so when you have muscle masses. So it kind of makes sense that I may have more electricity in my body is that my spirit is electricity that keeps us going. And I do have allergies. I apologize to everybody. Sounds, I'm still got it. But anyway, so my voice is a little off again tonight. I'm sorry. Um, so the energy field around us is large like this. And what I want to bring to your attention tonight is for you to get to a place where, as in doing a reading, you can manipulate, move your energy force so you can feel things around you. So when I say to you, I would like you to, with you and your friend, get on the phone, have a sense of her before you dial or him, uh, have a sense of your mom. I told you um, last week that you can do this with a child. You can do this with a pet. Can't do it to my one cat, but I could do it to the other. Um, the real strong one, um, very aggressive one. It's not so easy, but I have one that's really a very gentle little cat and I could get to him really easily. Um, I want you to learn how to do that because that's instrumental in being successful 
in observation and tracking of UFOs. Now, because I don't think about it too often, for me to go outside and see if I can find a UFO by sensing isn't something I can do today. Yet, Shar and I have talked about, as MUFON last week, she talked about, uh, or this week you have the MUFON lady on, it'll be exciting. I think she's got something coming up on MUFON the 24th of September um, to in Plasville to go out and do MUFON, uh, do um, UFO sightings. And between now and then, I want to sharpen my skills, see if I can do that. So what we want to do is have you widen and broaden your ability to have a sense of family, friends, um, and get to a place where you can reach and touch somebody. And I mentioned last week that you, people who watch the show and involved with this environment have probably had experiences. Either they had a sense of danger, danger, Will Robinson, don't go on that street, go this way instead, or don't eat that, eat this instead, or a uh, danger family member, you call them up. It happens to us all the times because you're energetically connected to the people you love. And I told you I could go to my son really easily. Um, I go with my daughter too, but she works nighttime. So right now it'd be more difficult. Um, so when I say to you, uh, slow down and realize that we have energetic fields around us that we can learn to control. Because um, seeking out the fields around the UFO is the same process, meaning they not necessarily are alive, but they have magnetic energy around them so they can fly. Listen, I've just fallen in love with Skywalker Ranch and that uh, the fellow's talking about magnetic fields and cold energy versus hot and magnetic versus anything else. I, I'm right there. I know exactly what they're talking about. So it's magnetic forces that are keeping these little things up in the air. Big ones, I don't know. But there is something similar to human beings, but I can't tell you if they're alive or not. I just think it's magnetic fields. So when we talk about reaching out and feeling something in the air, you have to put your mind to a place of not only accepting the thought that they are real, but accepting the fact that you are now tuned to them. And a lot of ways to do about this. Um, I encourage my people, when you want to do a reading, be a reader, is to find other people's stories and experiences. Read up everything you could ever find about psychic experiences, um, people who've done ghost investigations, people like myself. Uh, I have a book out too, um, written in 94, <laughs> so many years ago, the first one. But they're all talking about what we've been able to accomplish so early. And if you can find something that you have done that I wrote about or somebody else, I aligned myself with Eileen Garrett when I read her book so many years ago. I think she passed away in 77. I'm not positive. I think so. I read her books and I thought, oh my gosh, I think just like her. Um, engineering background, um, nuts and bolts, and she was newspaper nuts and bolts. Um, I I never have dreams that come true, like spirit people in my dreams. They're just all around me all the time. So you find somebody, you go, oh, I can do that. What it does is allows your inside person to accept this so that each time you try something, it's easier and easier. So it's not like you're going to listen to me tonight because I've got a lot more to share with you. But if you mm -hmm. take what I'm talking about, allow yourself a few weeks to develop it. Absolutely, you can start 
going somewhere and picking it up. Now, I guess I should say <laughs> never in a million years would I find something above my house. Was that say, oh, we know that woman down there. We're going to, we're going to give her a thrill. My husband's going to see us. I, I, absolutely not. Oops, look at this. <laughs> I love it. But what I might say is that there are places, and the MUFON lady, the day she says, uh, was it Fresno or Modesto has a huge number of UFOs ex experiencers? Uh, Fresno. Fresno. Fresno? I was just absolutely yes. amazed because of people. Well, if you want to drive up to Montague, Wairica, they have a lot going up there because my husband saw too. That was one thing too. I was amazed by that because I thought because you what? you got the store uh, that, that 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 blew me away because you got all those metaphysical stores in weed, you know, all, all the way up there to go up past you know Reading and all and all that. It just turns metaphysical. All the stores Shasta. in downtown Mount Shasta. Shasta. It oh. kind of shocked me. I thought when she uh -huh. said that I was like, wow, you know. And we were up there. We lived there for. Uh, oh yeah. A lot of years. I was up there a and lot I sat of years. For three years on, uh, on my porch waiting for the top of Mount Shasta to see the reptilians, you know. But well, we saw Mount Shasta too. We were further away, but yeah. um, well, your view was just outstanding. The night goggles you could have probably saw a lot. So clearly, you have to go to an area that has seen or had other people report um, uh, had reports of U UFO mm -hmm. experiences, and there are a couple of sites. MUFON.com. You can report. Um, a sighting. So you need to do M-U-F-O-N.com. Um, okay, I, I want to get back on track, everybody, because I do have a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> started out, as I spoke about spirit ghost investigations, seeking out the fields around UFO is the same process. I don't know where my client is until I reach through with my mind to him or her, which is on the phone nowadays. Nowadays, it's been maybe 10, 15 years when people stop having people show up in their homes. And it's just society. So when I hear a voice, um, whether it's on the phone or we do a Zoom, it's the same process. There is no, it's amazing. There is no distance in space like this, it's just like instantaneous. And I've told you, I have um, one client in England and one in Italy. Yeah, that's the only two I can think of that's always video. And it's instantaneous when I can talk to them about questions. They ask me questions, it's instantaneous. So if it's about them, I enter their space and get time, or it's in another country where the relatives are. Same process. It's no space and time is there, nothing. It's like mm -hmm. investigating into a UFO. You can put your mind to a magnetic field in the sky, and there's no time or space there. It's instantaneous. And okay, so uh, reach my mind to her voice or to a name suggested by the client. Uh, the electrical field sends me that person's field. And when I feel a different electrical force, then I know I've reached my subject. And a lot of times people say, I want to talk about this person. And if it's Italy, they have three daughters in the United States and they'll give me a daughter's name. So they send a piece of their life force to that child. Well, I know what that my client feels like because after so many people, I realize everybody has a different um, musical note, vibration, and that's going to come up here too. Uh, so when I reach that other person, they feel different. And I, and that hundred percent of the time they'll say, I'll say, I got them. And they'll go, oh, right. So let me ask my questions. <laughs> the questions can be answered in real time. Okay. And that's just amazing to me that everybody can do this with practice. So then when I talked to, thought about the UFO, I went, okay. 
if I'm outside and that went over my head, if I just looked at it and put my mind to it, just like a client, I should be able to feel that ball of light. And I did. And all I could say, it felt cold to me. It wasn't what I would call a personality that I could hook into as much as I could feel the edge of it. It felt more round than the square that we see people have. So, um, Second theory that everything has a vibration, magnetic field, and even music, even in outer space. There's a video on YouTube. And you need to find it. Of course, I didn't have time today to do it because this is the day I usually put my notes together. <laughs> um, it's called Music of the Cosmos. And so try to find that. And it's actually quite astounding that the filaments of the universe that are here uh, around us that make all of us who we are, there's a vibration to each and every one of us. How many have gone into a restaurant or gone to a talk or lecture classroom and there's somebody in the side over there and you go, oh, I don't want to sit over there. It doesn't feel good. And you walk over here to the other side or you've entered a place and you just say, oops, can't be here today. Turn right around and leave. You don't know what's going on in there. It could be one person like a, there's an expression, <laughs> one sour apple ruins the whole bag. It's true. It's true. So if you go into a, a place and I'm not going to say restaurant, but that's what comes to mind first, you go to a library or a car place or something, grocery store, and you walk in and you go, whoa, there's a sour apple in there that's contaminating everybody. And that will set you off for a day or so. It's mm -hmm. kind of like their essence is so negative that it burrows into everybody. Now, if there's a, <laughs> another show, Karen Rothstein and I had another case. Uh, if it's a spirit attachment on somebody, you don't want to be there because that thing can jump from them to you. Yes. So if you get a negative feeling, absolutely, please leave. And there was a time um, Shar and I did, I, um, Shar invited me to do an investigation. Uh, what was that? Was it a reformatory or boys' home that was three stories tall? Preston Castle. Yeah, so we drive up there, right? And there's a spirit activity there. And I was standing there looking at it, and I just got this wave of throwing me back. And I said, oh, sure, I can't go in there. And she looked at me like, a oh, fudge, Nancy. <laughs> You're supposed to go in here. Well, I don't really need to. I could just stand there and tell her everybody where to walk you know i've done that a remote viewer and i said this is danger danger will robinson and come to find out another intuitive had gone was second floor she fell through the floor mm -hmm. it gave way and that's what i was picking up it would have been me and uh, this one was younger than me and uh, at the time i just had such a <sighs> like it wasn't one person, it was the environment of the place, plus this accident that was going to happen was going to throw everybody off, mm -hmm. bad, bad. And I picked it up and I was forced to, um, I was forced not to go. It was like, you don't go. No one else got it, but I did. But it didn't mean someone else couldn't have. It just meant I shouldn't for whatever reason. So when we think about a spirit of visitation, we think about investigations of a location, you can see all the shows on TV with ghosts, some will say, oh, I feel somebody cold or hot or um, someone's pushing me. Well, that is their field. Everything has a field. Everything has 
filaments of vibrational forces, magnetic forces, music, everything, whatever you want to call it, there's something around everybody, including UFOs. Okay. Um, okay, second theory that everything has vibration, magnetic fields, and music, even our space. There's a video I've already talked about that, music of the cosmos. Um, sounding tuners. I had, I was going to bring it right here. I have tuning forks. Boing. And it's a, sorry, was what I was supposed to, I came across it. We're empty boxes still. We've actually only been here for weeks, so it's kind of like, um, tuning forks, you can get them on Amazon or you can get a wind chime that's metal. So you know, the wind chimes have different uh, different sizes and they have something in the middle of it. Ding, 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 ding. Very fun. Very fun. Except when it's really windy, then all the neighborhoods go, what's our neighbor <laughs> making all that noise? I, I don't remember where I went, but someone had like five or six of them in the backyard and they, in a windy day, they were like this. I went, oh, it hurt me. It was there's so much one, of it. I have one that sounds like the church bells because it's so big. Oh, I, yes, the deep Yes, I like the yeah, deep-toned yeah, ones. I got it's, 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 it's about four and a half feet tall. Oh, oh, lovely. So, I, 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 uh, I resonate with lower tones for some reason. But anyway, um, so this is what I, there's a couple things I was sharing with you to learn your magnetic field. Learn yours. And then invite a friend over and learn theirs. Mm -hmm. and have them move away so that you can put your hands up and see if you can touch each others. And then you move away and then you get on the phone and keep trying to connect to that person because you're helping that person also reciprocate the learning experience. When you kind of figure it out that you can touch somebody with your mind as being a reader, everybody can do this. It just, some people have more um, resistance to learning it because it's mm -hmm. kind of scary. I think that we, don't all have the same abilities. Maybe I, I got it from my father. Uh, I told you at six, I was talking to his, his spirit when he got killed by drunk driver. So yeah, we inherit switches that allow us to do it more and easier, but that doesn't mean everybody can't be me just by practice. So in some ways, maybe being open, I want to do UFO investigations. Nancy's telling me that the same principle as to be a reader. Hmm. I don't like that idea, but maybe I'll practice it anyway. So then I said last week, you can also do it with your pets. I can do it with my son. To practice, to get that switch easier to man maneuver back and forth because you want to be able to do UFO investigation, same with being a reader, go to a mall. Go to a place where there's lots of people. You could go to a library and it's easier because everybody's peaceful, but everybody's energy is different. But to a mall, there's more um, distractions that forces you to focus better. And the idea is to go to them. Oh, they have a stomachache. I'm not talking to that person. Back up. And then you touch somebody else. Oh, that little girl's in love. Or she just saw a romantic movie. Fun. It's a wonderful feeling. Anger is really difficult. I don't like that. But maybe someone's mad. You need to know what that feels like. And it's all energy. Okay. Uh, and I just said to you, find people that you can read up on if you want to learn that uh, if you, when I was becoming me, um, developing and controlling, controlling so I could develop more ability, I would find people about me. 
let's turn that around. Let's go and say, why don't you get as many books in the thrift store about UFO activity possible? So one of the first books I read was Barney and Betty Hill story. Not only that, I got the VHS tape, and then I got the um, the interview uh, um, cassette of the psychiatrist interviewing Betty and Barney Hill. Of course, that scared the heck Dickens out of me. Part of what I I didn't know if I wanted to believe it, but they were clearly honest people, and something happened to them. They didn't seem like the kind of people that would just make it up for something attention um so one of the things i'm saying to you is becoming um, comfortable with the idea of ufo activity comfortable with the idea that could be um not that you want to put it out there that you want to be abducted but it has happened um and with the fella that was in hmm, peyton northern arizona uh what was that fellow's name hon that got abducted Travis Walton. Travis, Travis Walton. I've been telling people that I don't think he was put under, the movie came out and I saw it was terrible, terrible. But I, my gut tells me that they accidentally killed him. The strong beam of light that came down to look at him and they, UFO peoples, brought him on board to fix him. I think he died and they brought him back. My feeling of uh, ending, when I look at the picture, remember how he's told it when he was saying at an interview, I had this feeling of um, loss of his energy lost. So they brought him back. So I think it's not all really bad people out there. I think they tried to fix him. It took a few days. Um, so read about everything, become obsessed with the idea. You have to make it common in your mind. You have to make it acceptable in your mind. You have to make it so that you think about a lot. Now, I, am I giving you too much? No, just, Remember, you're not going to go out in two days. You can keep trying, but I'm trying to get you to a place of, of doing this. Now, on YouTube, there is a lot of uh, learn how to remote view in less than 20 minutes. Look that up. might be fun for you, anybody who wants to take the time. But I'll tell you the, the essence of it is that when you're going to go out in the field, before you go, I want you with a pencil and paper and I want you to pretend that you're in the center of it. And I want you to run your finger with a pen and just cover the paper. Because what I want you to do without thinking, I just want you to tap it with your pencil until you find north, south, east, and west. You have to have north, south, east, west. But sometimes unconsciously, you'll enter your own time and you'll put on that paper the direction the UFO could be coming from. And sometimes we need to get the idea of remote viewing is that we have our unconscious, inside unconscious person do the work. Because once you think about it, and I've told people over and over when I do readings, I trust my higher and better, higher self to give the information to the client of which they need. It's not Nancy, I'm a tool. I, I'm a sponge, I get the information and I spit it back out. Especially when we talk to spirit people because the messages are so obscure sometimes. No way I would make up something, I just can't. And, in fact, I'd like to talk about one uh, some other time about client. The messages I got from the daughter who just died were just, and I was right. It's like if I try to change it, I put my ego in the way and say, oh, she couldn't have possibly said that. Then mm -hmm. the mother wouldn't have got that important message. Same with remote viewing. That trust level that whatever your higher conscious is getting is the answer. So before you go anywhere, 
you sit and you just put yourself in the middle of the piece of paper, eight and a half by 11, north, south, east, and west, and run your hand or run a pencil so that you can unconsciously tap where you think you're going to see the UFO experience or uh, um, UFO uh, craft of any kind or something you'll see in the sky. Because once you start trusting that, then we're going to move on to the next step. Um, uh, yes, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people out there who can do this spontaneously. Now, I have told people endless hours, endless hours of doing this. My brain must be different. It must look different. When they Albert Einstein passed away, uh, he said, "I don't want anybody to touch my brain." Well, the first thing he did was take his brain, <laughs> and the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. That bridge that goes in between was double its side, size. This genius, this man of, of magnificent knowledge without a computer, thought about the universe. He thought about it and he created his brain new to work differently. Well, I have said the same thing. My brain just works differently. And I, at some point, anybody listening out there, before I go into the cooker, <laughs> my daughter gets the ashes. I wish someone would take my brain and figure it out because it just works differently and i think that when you start doing readings uh you start doing investigations you go out try to find ufos new pathways are created new ways of thinking are created so i want you to go to a place of realizing that your brain at the moment if you're not a reader but you want to be or if you want to do a ghost investigations or house investigate whatever you want to do ufo go to a field and see what you can get you have to train your brain to think differently you can't say i don't believe in it i can't say i'm not going i'm going out there i'm going to get nothing what you're going to do is say i'm going to go out there and see if i can not communicate so much but sense it and this came up on skywalker beyond if you see skywalker ranch the next show after it was skywalker beyond so anybody please watch these amazing they uh, interviewed this fella who had always been able to know where the ufos are they go to his ranch and he says oh they've been here forever and i just reach i just think about it and they show up let me tell you they put him in a med not medically <laughs> medical environment and they wired his brain up and it was amazing what his brain was doing there was a way that he was calling this the ufo uh peoples or crafts because he rewired his brain to accept this, get excited about it, and feel uniquely a unique individual because he could, because he was enjoying it. And I would like you to say, I'm, I, I want you to say to yourself, I can do this. Wow, mm -hmm. I can pull them in. I can find them. If I went in a field somewhere, I could call them because this is possible. Absolutely. Not only they are the tourists of the future, or from somewhere else, they're interested in us as we are interested in them. So we could have a mind-to-mind -mind connection, absolutely. Um, so I hope I didn't lose everybody on this. Um, was that, hope you could follow what I've said because I have a tendency to jump around. So train yourself to be an investigator, the same as train yourself to be a UFO investigator. You have to train yourself to think about it, to obsess about it, to move your energy to reach and see what you can do. Yes, I did forget to do something. Okay, a tuning fork. I wanted to bring that up. 
and I didn't finish it. Someone said, well, what about the tuning forks? <laughs> someone, I might be hearing someone think that. So tuning forks, what you can get on Amazon or um, like Char said, on the patio, the wind chime type of things, get the ones with the different sounds. Find a tone. In fact, that's a really a cheaper way because I think they're pricey. You can get pricey. Find the tone that resonates with you the best. Absolutely. And then I would like you to find a friend to it with them. And then I want you to move away from each other. And one will uh, hit that tone for them and you for you. And you have to be able to hear each other. And I want you to realize that your vibration and the way you feel is going to be different than your friend. Then get on the phone and try it. And ding, ding, now go to her and, or him and feel that vibration, that music. I'll call it musical notes because UFOs have a musical note of their electrical field. Remember I said the uh, music of the cosmos. We're all, I had, um, must have been 94, 95. I had a spirit come to me and he, I don't know how this works, everybody. If I did, I'd sell it to you for a nickel. Um, he sensed people on the planet he liked to, to visit. And he said to me, he was a traveler. He just went from place to place and just visited unusual people. And I went, I'm not that unusual. I just, I just do what I do. And, and if you take it, oh, I can do this or that, and then you eat this away, and then it's all ruined. So he shared with me that he visits different people because they sound different. The, the musical notes, the energy of them is different. So in some ways, we're all different, including UFOs. If you can get to a place of realizing what people feel like, sound like, and you can move your energy back and forth, then the next step would be the UFOs. Because in this sky... If you could do the remote viewing and Char and I talked about maybe hit her, she needs to do some classes to get you interest, get you comfortable with that idea is the pace of paper, point, put your finger in the center and then feel that night, move in your own time, find you and then find in the sky music, magnetic field, whatever you want to call it. That's different than the surrounding areas because they are moving and they're like this. And that's how you know where to put your camera. Because I'm really looking forward to doing that because I'm practicing. I'm watching UFO shows. I'm getting my mind used to the idea that I want to find one. I'm trying to get my husband to go with me because he'll somehow he, <laughs> he can do this. Um, I'd like to be able to say I can do that. How exciting. <laughs> Are you kidding? <coughs> um, so anyway, I did some, um, <laughs> oh yeah, <coughs> some months better than others for spotting UFOs. I guess it depends. I thought that was an interesting question I saw online. I guess it would depend, as Char talked of California. We're such a big state that in parts of California, it's all desert. Sometimes it's on the ocean where there's fog all the time. Sometimes we have the mountain ranges with clouds. How and it be year round. I don't know if there is one particular time because even the, the coldest part of the wintertime, um, uh, Skywalker Ranch beyond, the time they're um, interviewing this fellow that can pull them in, it was snow. I mean, it was busy. Mm -hmm. um, and so winter versus summer, I don't think it makes a difference. I would almost say 
in wintertime, if you have clear skies, it might be easier because the energy of animals is quieter, at night is quieter, human beings are quieter, and inside, I would think in the middle of summer when you have the best clear skies possible, everybody's out and about. So it depends on the environment. Char and I talked one night about both of us are night people, and I really enjoy the nighttime. It's because the neighborhood is quieter, and that feels um, serene. It feels night. I like it. I like it a lot, and uh, I try not to stay up too late. My sister, um, two or three o'clock in the morning before four o'clock, I've known her to go to bed. I have a client that gets to bed at four to five in the morning. It's because she enjoys the nighttime so much. You know, it's, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that late, but I do stay up late, and everybody says, "Well, Nancy, just get up early and go running." <laughs> sure what I'm talking about. It takes me an hour. Oh, it was somebody else. It takes me an hour just to wake up because I stay up late. Um, okay, so I want to go on to something as fun as this. What sort of equipment do you need? Well, clearly. You don't need anything if you have good eyes and you can do remote viewing and you can pick an area in the sky by testing ahead of time, uh, remote view and test ahead of time where you can look. But I want you to look up, you. Uh, this is a web address, ufostop.com, ufostop.com. And they have um, a tab for equipment, a tab how-to page. Um, mm -hmm. and equipment they suggest. Digital cameras also recommend infrared digital camera. Um, they have articles on how to use this equipment. And I do recommend night vision glasses if you can afford it. Um, absolutely through the stores, uh, eBay, anywhere you can buy, use them, but then it's used. So you don't know if you're going <laughs> to get a lens, it's cracked. Um, and uh, FVTGA night vision goggles. Amazon has got some really good sales going on. EMF meters, electromagnetic field. These are the ones that you use for um, ghost investigation. Single access EMF meters, tri-field meters, video capture devices, full spectrum camcorders and cameras very much the same as you would do in ghost investigations because they are resonating a magnetic field, which is crazy. I love it. There's another site I recommend web addresses, bestproductsreviews.com. Those are plural, bestproductsreviews.com. And they have a lot of uh, information on um, just products to use for investigation for ghosts and UFO. Um, Amazon equipment page has UFO detector, $114.44. Uh, uh, there's a lot of UFO sites that carry the um, recommend this product. And I don't know anything about it. Internal magnometer interface with micro controller for 24 hours, seven days a week, monitoring for magnetic anomalies. <laughs> anomalies that have been reported with many UFO sightings. Uh, a compass, because when they're around, the compass goes like this. So I think what they're talking about is 
um, a landing and the individuals uh, land close by, this will pick it up. Not something I'd want, but who knows? They'd have to fly pretty close. The one that we saw, I can't measure distance in the sky, but my and my husband said four or 5,000 feet. Seemed like I don't know if I would get um, UFO detector, internal magnometer. I don't know. Okay. Uh, this was fun. This is um, uh, two uh, reviews of this, client reviews. What a unique device. It sits on our table. Red lights circling around in the inside. When electromagnetic force comes near, it sounds the alarm, not too loudly, so as to scare the aliens away. One more thing, however, it also appears to detect spirits in any room if they come too close to the device. Obviously, obviously their electromagnetic output is far lower than an alien's. So they pretty much have to touch the device. Still pretty cool though. <laughs> this is what I thought. This fellow wrote more, but this is a, a sentence he wrote. Uh, asked what he would do if a UFO was detected and offered to send his wife out to see if any family members were returning. <laughs> so that's fun. That's fun. Uh, Amazon UFO detector magnometer interface that was on there. Cobra Rad 350 laser radar detector, $79. As you as I've said to you, um, a fund of the same equipment used for ghost and hunting can do uh, UFO investigation also. But I would think that if you could get binoculars, if you get infrared binoculars, if you get a camera that also has the infrared that you could capture stills, that, that would think that would be um, most impactful for people starting out. All this other stuff, you'd almost... I am... Um, so YouTube has a lot of UFO, um, alien landing, alien in, uh, interchanges in people's homes. If you had some of these things, would you want it to go off? <laughs> oh, where do I look? There was a lady that was uh, talking to a relative on the phone. And I guess she had, it was a face-to-face -face type of thing, but someone was recording it. I don't know how this worked. And when she got done, uh, when she was talking, her friend or woman, cousin, whoever on the line saw an alien behind her and it was recorded. So if mm. you have these, if you have, yes, how would you look that up? Go to YouTube, um, FaceTime alien scene, something like that. Woman sees alien behind her FaceTiming relative, something like that, because you can find all these. This is where I saw it. And to think that they are in our homes, like our spirit people are, are they monitoring us in our homes to see how us primitive animals act in their life in our lives? I, I don't know. That would be. I've told people over and over. I had a past life in Egypt and a past life in Japan, and clearly, I have never been to Japan. I've never been to Egypt, mm -hmm. but when I pass over, I'd like to visit Japan. I, I think I know about where I was. It's. No special, just countryside, but would be fun to visit as a spirit person. But if I was an alien, yeah, I think I would visit also. And they resonate at a different vibration, not like a spirit person. They speed up they, some kind of that we can't see them. It's mm -hmm. a little, it's a little um, makes me kind of goosey to think about it. Who knows? Maybe they're around us now, um, but we're on camera. And I would think that once this is played back, if someone poked their head 
<laughs> in our door here, we would see it. But normally our eyes won't allow us to. There's a famous picture of a little girl, 1950s, I think. Her father took a picture and it's a field with nothing around. But out of her head is a, looks like a spaceman. Like one of our space people, just the top half of him. He's got the helmet on, a white jumpsuit look. And clearly our eyes were not allowed to see what the camera saw and took a picture of. Mm -hmm. So I could... It could go to a place where this activity is everywhere, which is very, very fun. Well, I did. A, I got it to us to seven thirty. I hope there we go. you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed. I hope I gave you thoughts and ideas on how at least start um, this process, um, getting to know your field, getting to know your friends, getting to know how to move your life force out. Try it at the malls. Uh, last week, I was sharing with people: if you really want to be a reader, get a site off of Blog Talk Radio. You could do the same thing, but what would you talk about? You just want to hear the voice and move your life force. Because once you're in the field looking for alien life, whether you touch. Oh, I was going to make up the story here. I, I wanted to share a story. Um, I got approval from the daughter. Um, there's a woman in the Plasville area. And she and I ran around a lot. It's a long story, but I haven't talked to her for a while. And she was sharing one day that she went out looking for her dog. And this was very enlightening to me, and I'll tell you why. Um, the house has a two-car garage detached from the main structure. So she heard the dog, and she went around just from the garage doors open up, just around the corner, and she saw a small alien. And as she was looking at this alien, she wasn't afraid, but she said to herself, small? I thought they were a little taller than that. And just as she said that, the adult, which was taller, went around from a tree and grabbed the young one because they weren't close. They were far enough away as a parent would a child and pulled and then they disappeared like they put on that. No one's going to see us. What is that called, Char, when everything goes invisible? Um, anyway, so they disappeared and she felt like they uh, field of invisibility was turned on. Yeah, yeah. And so what it was is this child was hearing the dog and came around to see the dog but didn't have the field visibility because he hadn't been seeing the living beings there. And so when my friend went around and was seen, it startled the child. Now, we're all thinking that these are uh, not children, adults, not families, but robots. But the, she said, but the way the adult as a father would, not the mother, uh, grab the child. A mother wouldn't be as aggressive like that. So it could be us in the future, thousands of years. But the way the child was grabbed made her think of a parent and a child. And so I uh, got permission to, to tell that story because it not only made us realize that they're interfacing with us in a lot of different ways, invisibly, because they did disappear right in front of my friend's eyes. But they're also living family units like what we have, flesh and blood, which is kind of amazing. Um, and they're from our future. That felt like this was, she felt like their future. She's very intuitive. And she said, I felt like they were us from the future because the limbs and everything look similar, but not. And um, they're everywhere. Like spirits everywhere. I think that these people are here, been here. Mm -hmm. uh, my one experience was that 
real experience or it was a dream because I don't have proof. Uh, the message was, I, we want, and it was strange because the entity said to me, we want to be on the dirt. And I thought, oh, that was odd. Well, odd way for me to hear that on the dirt. Well, where are you normally? Are you in the water? Are you in the ground? Because he said on the dirt. And I think we're going to have um, more information come up, I would say before years up, because this, this was about um, a year ago. And I just felt like maybe we're, those of us that get messages like this or our imagination, we're supposed to speak of it. So the, the people that watch our show can get used to the idea. Well, maybe they just don't want to be invisible to us anymore. Maybe they want to be with us and enjoy our, our friendship. Our com- and then the only thing I could think of, well, the Indians, didn't buy, my Indian family, you know, where I'm lucky to be here. So many died. You know, the Indians on the East Coast didn't do so well once the, the white people came. So uh, that was my only comment. You better be treating us nice, you know. All right, Char, we did it. Okay. I only mm-hmm. ran 10 minutes over. It's okay. It's all clear. Okay, guys. Well, Sunday I will be back 6.30 p- or 6 p.m. Pacific reading Mary Muter's book, uh, the book of buried letters. We're still reading her Dear Flower Lady section where oh, she went back as an adult. Yes. She went back as an adult because she had buried, as a kid, she used to talk to the fairies and stuff out in the yard. And so she used to write poetry and, and, and her thoughts down. Instead of using a diary, she'd write them into uh, bottles and jars and she buried them all over the property. And then as an adult, she went back and she was able to gather up a bunch of them. So wow, what book, a great idea. <laughs> yeah, so the book covers... Um, because we're past, we're past the main uh, part of the book. It covers her childhood and stuff, you know, and, and, and her interactions with her family and, and writing these letters. Yeah. But the part that we're right now is an e-plug on it where she's gone back and she's just reading through these things. And so she's gone categorized by years, so we're still reading through. When we finish this book, she has a follow-up to it, which is going to be really cool, and it's on past lives. Ooh. So we're going to continue with it, but... Uh, it's an interesting book. I get a chance. It gives me a chance to read poetry, which I don't do all the time, and uh, it's it's fun. There's, so there's poems in there, and there's yeah, there's dear flower lady letters, and, and all kinds of stuff, all about nature and fairy folk, and you know, and, and 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 the thoughts of a of a young girl growing up in Oregon. So that'll be Sunday. Monday is going to be a unique day. Uh, I'll be back, and uh, I got a surprise guest Monday. I don't know if it's going to be Nancy or what we're going to be doing Monday, but uh, next week is going to be an interesting week because um, we have guests coming in and on some days, but we don't on other days. So we're going to kind of do, do a hodgepodge mix, and I think Nancy and I are going to come up with some creative topics for next week. Karen Clark's going to be back here working with us on, on some projects. So, and also the regression at some point, um, maybe this weekend or early next week, I'm going to let Nancy do the regression on me and we'll see what happens. Let's see how that mm-hmm. goes. So, I'll uh, be looking for that next week. Okay, well, I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to go ahead and give you Nancy's information. Nancy, thank you for coming tonight. Today. Hi, tonight. Jerry. I see that and, Jerry's in our talk. Yeah. Let me get your give information us- out. Yes, go ahead. Thumbs up, everybody, if you enjoyed tonight. Let me know. Yes. Um, if you write a note, uh, let Shar know if there's something else you want me to talk about. Yes. Um, it's fun to 
talk about all kinds of things. Okay, everybody. And if you guys want, we can, I can put together a remote viewing class. Let me know on a that. Great idea. Great idea. I'd love to teach class on remote viewing. Something I haven't taught yet, but I, I, I can do this. Again, uh, like Nancy says, if you like the show, please leave us a thumbs up, a happy face, smiley, whatever. Uh, show us some love. Uh, that, that goes for Facebook and YouTube. If you haven't done so already, please feel free to uh, uh, subscribe over on YouTube and follow on Facebook because we're always looking for followers. Yes. Uh, TikTok, if you're watching from TikTok, please feel free to subscribe over YouTube. And uh, if you're watching from Twitter, so many of them, you know. If you're watching from Twitter, please feel, please feel free to visit our TikTok site and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe over there. And subscribe to you know, Facebook, YouTube, and all that good stuff. Okay. Well, without further ado, let me uh, show you Nancy's information, and then we're going to leave you guys alone. Websites, nancymats.com, nancymatsauthor.com, the N, the M, and the A are capped. And you've got youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic. Help, get me out of this funk. Written by Nancy Matt. Two Worlds Developing Your Psychic Skills. Written by Nancy Matz. And The Unwilling Sacrifice. Written by Nancy Matz. And of course, you can get those at Amazon. Okay. Well, again, before I, before we cut off, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hear the show, share it with five of your enemies. We cool opportunity <laughs> here. We're just trying to get the word out about the about this little old show and. Uh, Thank you all. Thank you all for joining us this week for UFO UAP Week, and uh, hopefully we can continue that tradition. We've got a lot of guests coming up for September that are really, really good guests, so stick with us. Uh, the show is growing every day we grow, every day. All right, see you guys on Sunday, 6 p.m. Pacific. Have a great one.